You may be seated. Everybody be seated for a moment before everybody goes to children's church and things, because I want to I wanna do something. Um, so, um, folks, I, I want to tell you that the Lord has given us um, some really interesting opportunities here recently to um, to be a part of many different things, and I and I wanted to I wanted to share that, and um, and then I'm gonna don't let me forget to send everybody to children's church that hasn't already gone. Okay, don't let me forget that. But but here's the thing. Here's what I, here's what I wanted to share. Um, so this thing with the Petersburg Baptist Association is a big deal. Okay, it's a big deal, and um, I, I want you to know I want you to know that. Um, it's been going on for months now. It started back, really the discussion started back in August. And in January, two of our men, Sean and Scott, went to a very important meeting. And, um, and, then, um, and then last week, and then last week, um, five of our men, five of our men um, went to another very important meeting. And, and got to sit down, I mean, I mean, we got to sit down and we got to share kingdom and we got to share vision and we got to share um, what God is doing. That's, to me, that's huge. To me, that's, um, that's, a, um, that's a privilege. That's a privilege to be able to share, to share things like that. And we still have a journey ahead of us. I want you to understand, we still have a journey ahead of us and we still need to be praying that, that the God of all creation, that, that, um, that, the Lord, that the Lord will move in the hearts of the men that we, and the men and, and the woman that we shared with the other night. Because some, because some things need to, some things need to um, happen. Okay? So I, I wanted to share, I wanted to share that, but that's in, in the context of now, Sean, if you could bring, um, I think you had another picture I wanted to give. Um, we went yesterday to the Museum of the Bible. Okay, we went yesterday to the Museum of the Bible, and I think there's a picture here of us getting ready to depart. There we are. There we are. Um, you know, we had us, a, um, had us a big old charter bus that came here, and Nora Hall, our driver, um, met, us, met us here, and uh, we departed, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm just going to say we had a great day. We had a, we had a, great, we had a great day, and, um, and then, you know, I don't know if there's any, that, that other picture was the only other one, right? Or, or, okay, so those were the, that says you're getting ready to go into the museum, um, and that was the line that was the longest, okay? That was the line that you waited in the longest to get through there, but that was... Um, they said it's worth the wait, it and it was, okay. And um, and then so, um, Samson Jr. Samson Jr. pushing the pushing the walls down um, as the uh, as the temple is coming down, and uh, just look at it, folks. I mean, it's it's amazing. It truly is amazing. And um, so I wanted to give give you an opportunity. If you went yesterday, talk about it. Just share something. Just share something that you that you came away with. Go ahead, Mickey.
Who else? Yes, Kim. I'm going to speak for um, I'm going to speak for four right this moment. I'm going to speak for a two and a half year old, a four year old, um, a five year old, and a three year old. I'm going to speak for them for just a second if they'll allow that. Um, they're not up here to tell me no, but um, but I think they had an amazing time. They had an amazing time. I, I watched I watched eyes get really big, and I watched and you know what eyes were getting really big about the Bible about the Bible and about learning all of that stuff, and it was just so neat. Anybody else have anything they want to say? The artifact. The artifact. You know, artifacts are important. Archaeology is important. All of those things are important. What else? Anybody else have anything they want to say about that? And uh, that happened to be in the section on Ecclesiastes. So if you, uh, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. and you, you would, if I got to be a part of the construction of that, uh, of tour of that, and I got to see and hear some of the, some of the background thought to what yesterday I got to see in its completion, and it was pretty wild. So, anybody else? Anybody else? So we did that yesterday, and I was thrilled. I was thrilled that we accomplished that. And, um, and so um, I say thank you, Scott, because if you don't know, 
if you don't know, we'll be glad to share with you what it takes to, to, to pull off something like that. And then, um, and then, so let me just show you, let me just show you what God is doing. And I don't, I don't have a clue. I'm just trying to hang on. Okay. I'm hanging on for everything I got. Um, on Wednesday, on Wednesday, I will do a, um, face, I'll join three other past, two other pastors, um, Cliff Jordan and Derek Futrell, and we're going to join David Platt, and we're going to do a Facebook Live event talking about the barriers to the local church engaging in missions. So that's on Wednesday, and then, and then um, Sean and I are going to go the following week and share with the executive board of the SBC of Virginia about our rebranding. We've been asked to come and tell them the story of our rebranding. And, um, and just the Lord, the Lord just keeps um, increasing our platform. And for some reason, we're just getting to tell, the, tell our story and to tell the story. And so um, I would ask you to pray because there is so much, there is so much to do, so much that's going on, so many things that are coming. Oh, by the way, and, and then Scott and I are trying to get, get our minds around this, but we're thinking our next Baltimore trip might be the first Saturday in May. First Saturday in May, which, by the way, is two weeks from today, or two weeks from yesterday. Two weeks from yesterday. So um, a lot of things, a lot of things going on. Um, so please be, please be praying for these things. Be praying that um, the Lord has His way with us, and the Lord has His way in these things. As we, and, and, and oh, did you hear me last week say January 21st through February 2nd, we're going to Africa. And so far, the only people that have stepped up and told me, yes, pastor, I will go, are not a part of this church. Did you hear me? Okay. All right. So, um, I want, and I want that to change. Okay. I want that to change. Okay, yeah, that's, I, I like that, Sheila. I, I like you raising that hand and, and saying that. So, so if Sheila's, if, if, if I can hold, hold them to that, um, Scott just volunteered. So um, anyhow, um, but, but anyhow, so praise the Lord. Pray, praise the Lord. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. All right, so um, wow. And, and by the way, if, if someone is still here that needs to go to Children's Church, um, yeah, go on. Bye. I did remember, it just took me a little while to get there. Thank you, Idri. Okay. And again, great things going on down there. Our curriculum is getting better every week. It's getting better every week. Not that the curriculum's changing, but I mean the curriculum's getting better every week because, because we're now able to get what we need to get from our site and things like this. And so great things are happening. So just keep praying because let, 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 me, let me just tell you, um, and I will get to my sermon, I promise. But let me just tell you, let me tell you this. I sat, in my, I sat in my den the other night, and I listened to my grandson talk to me about Jesus. And I listened to him talk about what Jesus came to this earth to do. I wasn't asking any questions. I wasn't talking. He was just telling me about Jesus. And then he, um, and then he said, you know, you know, Granddaddy, forgiveness is important. We must, we must teach about forgiveness, and we must all forgive. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, I might not be able to preach my sermon here in a second, but I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Everything that's happening, 
everything that's happening is making a difference. Is making a difference. And I want you to understand, if you're downstairs, and, and, and by the way, over the next few weeks, I'm going to go spend some time downstairs. Okay, I'm going to get the opportunity to go spend some time downstairs while, while some very, some very um, capable and um, great men are going to stand here and uh, carry this thing forward. But I'm going to get to spend some time down there with our kids and, and just, to, just to kind of experience a little bit of that as well. Because you know what? That's huge. I mean, we listen to Isaac and Wendy stand up here and talk about Allison and her profession of faith. And I'm looking forward to moving that right to back there. And, you know, I, I just, I mean, I, I remember the day, okay? And, and here we are. And here we are these, these few years, these few years later. And, and God is just doing such a great work. Turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Folks, I, I, I cannot encourage you enough. I cannot encourage you enough to be a part of one of our home groups. Um, whether you come to Bobby and Donnie's or whether you go... I, I, where, where are... are Brandon, are y'all meeting at your house? Are you meeting at Sean and Tiffany's? You're meeting at Sean and Tiffany's, okay. And, um, but the thing is, I just want you to, I just want you to know that what an, what an excellent opportunity to spend, time, spend more time in the Word, spend time in community, spend time in fellowships, spend time just enjoying the, uh, the Word of God and just, and just talking about talking about him, learning about him, um, I, I just can't encourage it enough that you avail yourself to be a part of that, that you come and you um, join us for that. So you know, what's, you know what's been going on, and if you don't, I'm going to try to bring you up to speed really quick. Okay, so um, Peter and John go to the temple. Okay, the Holy Spirit's already come. Peter and John go to the temple. Peter's already preached a sermon where, where 3,000 came to Christ in one day. And, um, and then people have been added to the body of, of the church ever since. And they get to the temple, they're there to pray, and they run into a lame man um, hit there at the beautiful gate, which we got to see in that Jerusalem, um, in that Jerusalem exhibit. So it was kind of neat to, to put, um, you, you know, um, since I'm, I have not had the opportunity to stand in Jerusalem, it was nice to be looking at Jerusalem yesterday. So um, anyhow... But that lame man reached out and wanted money, wanted alms, and instead they gave him Jesus. And Jesus, um, Jesus came down upon that man, and Jesus was healed by that man. Or that man was healed by Jesus. Let me get my words right. Okay, that man was healed by Jesus. Okay, the, lamb, the lame man was healed. And then, he, um, and then he went with them into the temple, and you know, another, another um, preaching moment broke out there in Solomon's portico. And because of that, some people got upset over what was being preached. And because of that, they got arrested. They got arrested, and then they got brought. They got... Uh, now, now, folks, you heard what I just told you, okay? They got brought before a, in a matter of speaking, a tribunal. They got, they got brought before a, 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 a bunch of leaders, okay? In, in, in a matter of speaking, the other night, we went before some other leaders. And we sit there, and we, and we pled, we pled our case um, of, of how this church is trying to be faithful to the Lord. 
trying to be faithful and, 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 and that the gospel and that the gospel goes forth from this place. Well, they, they, you know, they spoke that and they, those leaders told them that they were never to speak in the name of Jesus again. They were never to share that name anywhere ever again. And then, but they didn't have anything to hold them on, didn't have anything to hold them on, so they released them and they went back to their companions, went back to their companions. Immediately they broke out in prayer, broke out in prayer and they, they prayed for greater boldness. They prayed that no matter what the threats are, no matter what comes, we want, we, we want boldness. We want, we want what, everything we need to be able to share with power. And then guess what? And then guess what? When they finished praying, the walls shook. The walls were shaken. And, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak the Word of God with boldness. They began to speak the Word of God with boldness. So, so that's, what's been, that's what's happened, okay? Just in the short, just in the short time in the short term that's what has taken place so let's pick it up at verse 32 and let's read to the end of this fourth chapter acts chapter 4 verse 32 to the end of the chapter now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own but they had all things in common and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and, bought the pro and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Jose who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. May God bless the reading of his word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear most precious heavenly Father, Lord, um, I pray that you would illuminate your word for us right now. Father, I pray that we would have a greater understanding of your word. I pray that we would have a greater understanding of that day and time, that we would have a greater understanding of our day and time. And Lord, that you would, that you would help us in this faith journey, that you would help us in this walk of faith, Lord, to do all that you have called us to do, to be all that you have called us to be. Lord, that everything that we do, everything that we say, that we do it unto the Lord, that we do it as unto you. So, Lord, we praise you, we honor you, all this you most precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. All right, so this is not the first time we have seen this. When the church was birthed, when the church was birthed, this same, this same type of thing the same type of thing was occurring. So, so here's what I want you to understand. I want you to understand that the church has a culture. The church has a culture. And, and when, when I was in the fire department, the fire department had a culture. And, and part of that culture was a culture of safety. It was a culture of safety for not only for the people that we were trying to help, but the people who were providing the help. And so... When we, when we look at something like I've just read, when we look at something like I've just read, is it possible to see that today? 
Is it possible to see something like that today? Yes. Absolutely yes. Okay? Now, is it, is it something that I should expect to happen today? Um, probably not. Probably not. So, um, but, but there was in that, in that first century when the church had been planted, when the church had been birthed there in Jerusalem, there it was different to be a part of the Jerusalem church. It was different to be a part of the Jerusalem church. Do you understand that? Do you understand that to become, that to be a Christian in the first century meant that even if it was, even if it was the last year of the century and you just came a believer, there was a chance you wouldn't see the next century. Hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? That in that in that culture, in the church, there was great persecution. There, there were, I mean, th- there were powers. There were powers around you. And, it, and at that time, Rome was the greatest power. They were the world power of that day. Rome was the world power. So what Rome, what Rome said in many cases went not only in Rome, but throughout the known world. Throughout the known world. And I, and I don't know if, and, and I will make references to a little bit of yesterday, okay? And, and, you know, they talked about the emperor Diocletian. And the emperor Diocletian ordered that all Christian writings be destroyed. That all Christian writings be destroyed. You've got to understand, this is the time frame that we're talking about right here. This is what it meant to be a part, to be a part of the church. And it wasn't, and, and, and when, I say, when, when I say right at this time, I understand Diocletian was probably a little, uh, was, was out a little bit from Jesus, okay? Because um, I think it was Tiberius. I think it was Tiberius who, and that was when Herod Antipas was in power and so on and so forth. But, um, but here's the thing. But, but here's the thing. These emperors, these emperors, they considered themselves to be gods. They considered themselves to be gods. And if you didn't worship, if you didn't worship them, you were in trouble. You were going to have great trouble. Okay? So, um, here we are in this, in this day, in this time, we're in the first century as the church has just been birthed, and guess what's happening? Guess what's happening? The gospel's being proclaimed. The gospel is being proclaimed. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is being proclaimed. So, I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Anybody got any gospel witnessing stories? Anybody got any gospel witnessing stories for this week? I want you to understand. Let me let me precursor, Let me start with this. I didn't give anybody the opportunity to share last week, and there was a person that was ready to share. That was ready to share. Whitney was ready to share. I'm not going to tell Whitney's story. I'm not going to tell it. I'm going to let her tell it. I'm going to let her come tell it herself the next time she's able to be here. But here's the one thing I'll say about her story. She told me the story standing right in that foyer last week. There were people bumping into us. There were people walking around us. There were people we had to get out of the way. We were standing in the wrong place. But you know what? But you know what? I couldn't move. 
I couldn't move because I was so thrilled by what I was hearing. I was so thrilled. And, and you know what? It's one of those things, if these walls could talk, if these walls could talk, because you know what? There are gospel conversations going on around this place. So anybody got a gospel witnessing story for this week? Did anybody share the gospel this week? Go ahead, Scott. Praise the Lord. I was going to send Scott a text. I didn't get to send it, but I was going to send him a text. You take care of, the, you take care of sharing the gospel with her. I'll take care of the tip. So uh, anyway, but praise God. And, and Scott got to me before I was able to send him the text. That's the reason he get to, didn't get it. But, and and um, this week, um, we contract with Dotson Pest Control, and we have a new bug man. We have a new bug man, and our new bug man is named Eugene. I will never forget his name, okay? That was my father-in-law's name, okay? I will never forget his name. I, can walk, I walked right up to him. I said, Eugene, how are you doing? And he was amazed that I remembered his name. And, but anyway, Eugene and I would get into a conversation, and when I asked him about his faith, here's what he told me. Go to church every Sunday. My wife makes me and my children go to church. She, she takes us to church every Sunday. I said, good for your wife. I said, good for your wife. And then we got into a gospel conversation. I found out that Eugene's lost. I found out that Eugene, Eugene has a knowledge. He has a knowledge, but he has no relationship. In fact, by the end of the conversation, I thought we were about to pray a prayer. And when he looked at me, he said, he said, you know, I really, I really don't like this religion thing. And you know, folks, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. It's about Jesus. I told Eugene, I said, Eugene, you've been told. I said, now it rests on you. Now it's, now it's going to be on that's going to be on your head, not on my hands. But here's what, here's what I'm going to promise you. Unless you go back to that office today and you tell them, never send me to that church again, you and I will talk again. You and I will talk again. And he said, I look forward to it. So if no one else has one, we'll keep on. But the gospel was being presented. The gospel was being presented, and guess what? People were getting saved. People were getting saved daily. People were being added to the church. People were being added to the church. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ was being proclaimed, and people were being added to the church. And this is what it says. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Of one heart and one soul. There was a oneness in the church in Jerusalem. There was a oneness in the church in Jerusalem. And there must be a oneness in the church today. There must be a oneness of heart and soul in Mission Community Church. There can't, there can't be divisions. There can't be, there, there can't be separation. Are we always going to agree? No, we're not going to always agree. 
But you know what? But, but we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it and we're going to work through it and we're going to come to a resolution. We're going to come to some kind of resolution and, 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 and praise God for, for what was going on because you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you walked out the door, wherever the door was, when you walked out the door, there was a chance you could lose your life. In fact, while you were at church, you could. I mean, I'm sorry. I've just got to say, first century church was not a safe place. The first century church was not a safe place. And, and, and so, you know what? They understood what was important and what wasn't important. Now, did they have, did they have differences of doctrinal opinion? Yes, they did. They did. And, and, and you know what? And they came together and they discussed it. And I praise God that every time one of those councils met, whether it be the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Chalcedon, whatever the council may be, praise God, when they met, they came out with the right answer. Praise the Lord. Because you know what? When you bring the Bible, when you bring the Bible, don't ever go. You, you know, some people will say, you can come talk to me, but leave the Bible out of it. Sorry, can't do that. Won't do that. We can't do it. We cannot do it. One heart and one mind. One faith, one baptism. One Lord. Okay. So this is who they were. There was a, there was a unity in their belief. There was a unity in their faith. There was a oneness, okay? And, and, and that oneness, see, see, let me just keep going. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Okay, now it didn't say that the things that they possessed were not their own. It said they just didn't talk about the things that they owned. They just didn't talk, they just didn't talk about their possessions. Okay, and, and, but, they, but they saw it, but they saw it. Now, I want you to understand something. Peter preached how? With boldness. He preached with boldness because of why? Why did he preach with boldness? It, that's feeble. Okay, that's, that's pitiful. Okay, let me go ahead. And, because the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit would fill him and he preached with boldness. You know, he, he would preach. He, he would preach. It didn't matter what they were hearing. It didn't matter what they didn't like. It only mattered that he shared the truth. It only mattered that he told the truth. Folks, you need to pray for preachers. You need to pray that a preacher would never, would never be um, thwarted or intimidated or anything like that because of what the people might think. You want, you want a preacher to stand and preach the truth. You want a preacher to stand and preach the word and to preach it correctly and so on and so forth. And because, and because the Holy Spirit filled Peter, Peter preached with boldness. He preached with boldness, and people were getting saved. Now, let me tell you something else. You might say, well, that's for preachers. Okay. I won't disagree with you. I won't disagree if you are a preacher of the gospel. Oh, by the way, you might want to go. Uh, Jace asked me another question the other day. He said, Grand Day, what's that thing about those beautiful feet? <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you what. That boy's getting me fired up because Jesus, Jesus is doing something in that boy's life, and, 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 and he's starting to preach. And I mean, the thing is, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
The same Holy Spirit that filled Peter is the same Holy Spirit that what? Lives and dwells within each and every believer at the moment of their salvation. And oh, by the way, the same Holy Spirit that will fill you and fill you and fill you and fill you. It's the same Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. You might say, preacher, I'm never going to preach. You might say, preacher, I'm not going to do what you do. But let's back it up. Let's back it up. Let's back it up to where, to where, it, um, to where the rubber meets the road. A professing, practicing Christian. Did you hear me? A professing, practicing Christian. A person who has been saved by the blood. A person who has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And, and, has, and, and has confessed their sin. Has asked for God's forgiveness of their sin. Knows who Jesus is. Knows what Jesus did has asked Jesus to be the Lord of their life, has, has given their life to the Lord, has walked away from the old to the new, and all of those kinds of things, okay? And now, and now you... See, see here's... here's man, that, that non-practicing thing, whew, that one scares me. I'm scared by the non-practicing anything. I'm especially scared by the non-practicing Christian. I'm especially um, scared of the person who claims to be something but won't do anything with it, won't live it, won't, won't. I'll just say won't, okay? So here's the thing. Because when the Holy Spirit came upon Peter and these other men, look at what they did. And with great power, great power, what does that look like? With great power. The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Now, I'm going to tell you what that tells me. They did some preaching on the resurrection. They preached it. They preached it to people who didn't believe it. They didn't care. They preached it because they had seen it. They preached it because they knew it was true. Because they knew there was no doubt of its occurrence. They knew that Jesus was alive again. They knew that Jesus, they knew the tomb was empty. They knew the stone had been rolled away. They knew that Jesus had gone up into the clouds, back to heaven, at the right hand of the Father. They knew that, and they preached it, and they weren't afraid to preach it. They weren't afraid to tell people about the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They weren't afraid to teach about repentance from sin. And to deal with these things. They were not afraid of that. Let me tell you something, folks. The same Holy Spirit that filled them and took away their fear is the same Holy Spirit that can get a hold of you and make you sell everything you got. Are you with me? The same Holy Spirit that did this to these apostles could make you change your heart and change your mind about your stuff. Because sometimes our stuff gets in the way of our faith. 
Sometimes our stuff gets in the way of who God is. And we gotta, and we, and we gotta, we gotta figure that out. And we gotta get that right. Because you sit here and you say, that's not what the Lord's telling me to do. He's not telling me to sell my house. He's not telling me to sell my cars. He's not telling me to sell this. He's not telling me to sell that. Maybe so, maybe not. What's the need? What's going on? So let's just go, let's just go down this little trail for a minute. Let's go down this little trail. Let's say, who wants to be my volunteer? Who wants to be my volunteer? You don't have to do anything. You're not, all you got to do is raise your hand. I'm just going to use your name. Richard. Okay, Richard, that, that's a, that's a, thank you for volunteering. You're just, not, you're just not where I need you to be right now, okay? You, you're just, you've just got to, you've got to be older, okay? So I'm sorry, but Richard, thank you for volunteering. That we, everybody get a, so... That Richard. Okay, so another Richard just stepped up in your place, Richard. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. So Richard, Richard does this. Richard decides, I'm going to sell everything I got. I'm going to sell everything I got because I see something. I see something much greater than, much greater than um, I can really even understand what it is. But I'm going to sell what I have and, and I'm going to, and I'm going, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I'm not going to, you know, the, the only people that are going to know are the people that need to know. They're the only ones that are going to know. But I'm going to sell everything I've got. And whether I do it, whether I do it online or whether I do it in the offering plate or whatever, I'm going to put it all there. I'm going to put it all there on the day. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I know you're sitting there going, I don't know. Because you know what? I don't know. All I know is, all I know is God has done got, got hold of somebody. God has gotten hold of somebody and, and, has, and has told them to do something that is radically that is radically beyond what they could ever. I mean, because you know what? What he sold, he needed. Or at least he thought he needed it. What he sold, he needed. And then, and then he brought it and he laid it here. And he gave it, he gave it to someone else to take responsibility for. Because he said, you know, what, what, I, have, what, what I have doesn't mean that much to me. Or maybe it means a whole lot to me, but my God means much more to me than that. And... And the next thing you know, and the next thing you know, something, something happens. Something happens. But you've got to understand now, it wasn't only a Richard in that day. It wasn't only a Richard in that day. It was a Becky. It was a Scott. It was a Sheila. It was a Cheryl. It was a Troy. It was a Mickey. It was a Dona. It was a Dot. It was a Jerry. It was a Maggie. See where we're at? See where we're at in that day versus this day? You see, you see because you, you sit there and you, you sit there. Um, if, I, if I got wind of it, if I got wind of it, and, and let, me, let me share something with you folks. 
So, we've been going through rebranding. We went over budget. We're still going over budget. We're, te- we're trying to tell you everything we can tell you as we're walking through this. As we're walking through this, we're trying to tell you everything so that you know what's up. And guess what you have done? Guess what you have done? You, the church, you have stepped up. You have stepped up. And I'm going to tell you something. That's powerful. That's powerful because you know what? That's a oneness of heart. That's a oneness of soul. Because you know what? How long ago did he say it? To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Did we not hear that somewhere? Did we not have to remember that, memorize that for a while? Yeah. Do we not live that and believe that? Is that not the greatest commandment? Is that not the greatest commandment and the second greatest commandment? We know the great commission. Now we know the greatest commandment. That's what was going on in this church. That's what was going on in this church. Can that go on? Can that go on in churches across the land? Now was there, nor, nor, not now, nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who, um, who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds and things that were sold, laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each and, and, and as anyone had need. Now I want you to understand something there too. When you became a Christian, when you became a Christian, there were many times that your family were going to shun you. Okay, your family, your, if your family was a Jewish family, if your family was a Jewish family, you definitely had no family left. Your family just became your church. And I, and I would venture to say there are some in the church today that say, my family truly is my church. My family truly is my church, as opposed to a biological family. I praise God I got both. I praise God I got both. Okay, but, but not everybody can say that. But they took care of, they took care of one another. They took care of one another. They took care of one another. Okay, there was no one, there was no one that lacked or had need. Okay, they took care of one another. And laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each one as anyone had need. And Jose, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles. This is the first time we're introduced, first time we're introduced to Barnabas. Okay. Barnabas is going to be a pretty major player, a pretty major player in this Christian faith, in this thing, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite. Okay, so the Levite, remember the, remember the priestly tribe of Israel? Remember the priestly tribe of Israel? This, wasn't, this was the ones, the, these, were the, these were the folks, these were the, um, I'm just going to say it this way, these were the common folk of the priestly class. Okay, I'll just let you think about it and chew on that. But a Levite of the country of Cyprus, of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, I want, I want you to understand something about the fact that this is shared, and it's very specific in its sharing. This was a big deal. This was a big deal. Okay? Barnabas, Barnabas did something. Barnabas did something huge. Barnabas did something so huge that God thought it important enough to have Luke put it in the book of Acts so that we could see it 
and we could understand it. That, you, you know what, this was, and, and you know what, I can only imagine the amount of land he sold. And you know, they, they, they say, was the land in Cyprus or was the land in Palestine? Where was the land? It didn't really matter. It didn't matter. They figure it may have been in Palestine, but it didn't matter really where the land was. It was the fact of what he did with it. It was the fact of what he did with it. He took it and he sold it. He sold it and he brought all the proceeds. He brought all the proceeds to the apostles and he said, here it is. You use it. You use it where God leads you to use it. You use it where it needs to be used. I don't have any idea if I'm to say this, but I'm going to say it. um, We learned in our meeting the other night that right this moment, right this moment, we're going to pray. We're praying differently. Okay, we're praying differently. But right this moment, there are a group of people that think we owe them some money. There are a group of people that say for this to go away, it's going to take money. For this to not be something that is something that is in our way, that we owe somebody money. Okay, now I want you to understand. No money has changed hands. My prayer is that no money will change hands. Okay? So you know how I'm praying and you can pray. But but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Um in this in this, we, we are praying that God, will, that God will change some hearts and minds. We'll change some hearts and minds about this whole, about this whole thing. And, um, you know, when, and, and you sit there and you say, well, Pastor Pete, why did you just share about Barnabas and why are you saying this? One heart, one soul, one mind. We're in this together. We're in this together. Now, our oneness, our oneness right now needs to be in prayer. Our oneness right now needs to be in prayer. We need to be praying. We need to be praying for this to occur. But whatever comes up, whatever comes up in this journey, in this place, in this, in this church, in the church, you know what? We're in this together. And we... And, and, and we do what we have to do. Do you hear what I'm saying here? Do you hear what I'm saying here? Okay? And, and you sit there and you go, well, what does that mean? What could they ask for? Well, they could ask for a lot. They could ask for a lot. Now, they, they got an earful the other night. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I absolutely, positively praise God for the men that were surrounding me the other night, that were with me the other night, because I could not have thought of half of what they said. And I could not have brought it the way they brought it. So, so I tell you, be proud. And, and, and maybe proud is not the right word. Be thankful. Be grateful for what God has done to raise up men in this place that were able to stand and, and ladies, I'm not taking away from you at all. Because you've been our example in many, many things. Many, many things. As you continue to, um, 
as you continue to be an example. But I praise God for those men the other night that, um, that spoke with boldness and that spoke. Um, so what will they ask for? If it's the right thing to do to tell you when the, when the word comes, I'll let you know. If it's, if it's not, give me the benefit of the doubt until I can. You see what I'm saying? You got me? All right, because I'm trying to, uh, we just want you to know. Um, but having land, this is what Barnabas did. Having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. You, you know, it, it, was a, it, it was something that obviously had a monumental effect a monumental effect on the church. What was going on was part of their culture. It was part of who they were. It was part of their life. It was part of the way they did church. It was part of the way they did their, did their stuff. So here's what I, again, I praise God for what he's doing. I praise God for what he did back then, and I praise God for what he's doing today. God is on the throne. God is in control. God is, God is in control. Okay? I'm saying that right now for a, for a lady who's laying in a hospital bed. If you went there, I would tell you, prepare yourself as you walk in that room because it's the hardest thing you'll ever look at. But God is in control. God is in control. God knows. God knows. And He takes care of us. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We praise you. Father, I just ask that you would, um, Father, just continue to work amongst us, work through us, use us. Father, um, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word has, they tried to destroy it, but it could not be destroyed. The word of God has prevailed. And, and Lord, um, thank, you for the, thank you for those that, you inspired to write it. And thank you for all that it took for me to hold it in my hand today. And Lord, um, and Lord, may we continue to stand on the truth of your word. May we, not, may we not deviate to the right or the left. May we not sway. May we be strong in our faith. May we be solid in our foundation. Lord, thank you, praise you, honor you. All this you most precious holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.